the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. Always good to be with you. I find it fascinating to meet with listeners. It gives me a very good opportunity to monitor how, if I may say it, my public feels. Last night I had a a cigar event in Los Angeles. So Sean says he heard I was fantastic. So I always have a very mixed uh, reaction to that. The last time I wasn't. That's my immediate reaction. I, it, it's like when you know you tell you tell a woman you you really look beautiful today. Oh, today. What about yesterday? Anyway, uh, it was a, well, it was a wonderful evening. Jennifer Horn was the hostess of the evening, and she did her usual terrific job. She precedes me on the local station in Los Angeles. And the people who were there, mostly men, a number of women, were upbeat. They they are doing what I am doing during the... The attempted counter-revolution to the American Revolution that the left is engaged in, overthrowing everything precious that uh, we who love this country believe in. Everything, literally everything. There is nothing good about America that they are not attempting to destroy. The the, the raid, the unprecedented attack on a uh, a predecessor president it's just the latest example. And the, the, uh, the cowardly, obsequious, uh, corrupt press that uh, is totally cooperative. Had this been done to a, an opponent by a Republican, the, the howls from the media would be the dominant issue in American life. We would be told it's the end of democracy the left and fascists of the right, they charge all the time what they are doing. I spoke yesterday for an hour, nearly an hour, with Alan Dershowitz. If you missed that hour, you should hear it. You can hear every hour you want, anytime you want, without commercials at PragerTopia.com. PragerTopia.com. He has lost essentially all his friends 
the, one of the most prominent liberal spokesmen of, uh, in the country for the last, I, I would say, 40 years as a Harvard Law professor. I think he was tenured at the earliest age of a Harvard Law professor at the time in Harvard Law history. He has not changed a single value. He is a liberal. He voted. He did not vote for Donald Trump, but he is defending Donald Trump against the corruption which he faces, the corrupt government. He has lost, uh, I asked him straight out, he has lost all his friends. He was disinvited from, uh, I think, a wedding of, of a friend's child or grandchild because people would not show up if Alan Dershowitz came. Can you think of an, any corresponding boycott of, the, of a, an event, of a personal event, a wedding, a bar mitzvah, what, whatever it might be, because of the dislike of one of the people invited? Would I, would I not go to a, a wedding if somebody also invited George Soros? I find it fascinating, actually. And, and George Soros is a completely demonic character. It is almost difficult to explain how bad a human being he is, how much damage to the West one man can do. But, of course, it's much easier to destroy than to build, so you have to put that into the equation. This is, uh, this is unprecedented. The sick group called the left, the progressives, sick. Not to appreciate this country, to tear it down. It has to emanate from part sickness and, and part de- de- defective conscience. Today, Victor Davis Hanson is kindred a spirit in terms of values and insights as I have in my life. Writes a piece for the wonderful website, American Greatness, which publishes my piece each week. The FBI has become dangerous to Americans and an existential threat to their democracy and rule of law. Listen to how he opens his piece. This is not a man who is a shouter. He's a professor of ancient uh, ancient cultures, of, of Greek and Roman history and warfare and literature. The FBI is dissolving before our eyes into a rogue security service, akin to those in Eastern Europe during the, the, during the Cold War. Wow. You heard of the Stasi, the East German secret police? Victor Davis Hansen, one of the most careful with words commentator of our time, is saying that the FBI of the United States is dissolving into something akin to the Stasi, the East German secret police. Of course he's right. You know, I philosophize on this issue. I philosophize on every issue. 
Who is this more painful for? Young people who are aware of what is happening to America or old people who, who are aware of what is happening to America? A case can be made in either case. For either group, I'm in the old category, and for me, who, for whom the letters FBI once meant my buddies, the friends of my country who combat its enemies, not who combat the left's enemies, not who combat the Democrats' enemies, not who combat the New York Times' enemies. This is new. Maybe I was naive, but this is what I, I thought of. What was the name of the uh, TV series with the, uh, with the FBI? The FBI with the heroes. This was a long time ago. Must have been in the 70s, I guess. People watched it. Elliot Ness. Yes, it was about Elliot Ness. The Untouchables. Well, that was the movie made on the, I believe, on the TV series. Elliot Ness. He, he was portrayed as an incorruptible FBI agent fighting, I believe, Al Capone. Yeah, 59 to 63. Wow. I was very young. And these were heroes. I, Robert Stack was the actor. I think I'm picturing him perfectly right now. The FBI is dissolving before our eyes into a rogue security service akin to those in Eastern Europe during the Cold War. Take the FBI's deliberately asymmetrical application of the law. This week, the Bureau surprise raided the home of former President Donald Trump and historical first. A massive phalanx of FBI agents swooped into the Trump residence while he was not at home to confiscate his personal property, safe, and records. All of this was over an archival dispute of presidential papers common to many former presidents. Agents swarmed the entire house, including the wardrobe closet of the former first lady. Note we are less than 90 days out from a midterm election, and this was not just a raid, but a political act. The Democratic Party is anticipated to suffer historical losses. Donald Trump was on the verge of announcing his candidacy. We continue. The rate of inflation we're experiencing is staggering for some people, especially seniors on a fixed income. It's actually scary. The fear of outliving your money is probably causing a lot of sleepless nights. But Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com may have the answer for you. A reverse mortgage can be a lifesaver and provide peace of mind in your golden years. It's not for everyone, but if you're a good fit, it's a life changer for the better. To find out if a reverse mortgage is right for you, it's more important than ever to talk to someone you can trust who will give you honest answers. I do trust Andrew and Todd. 
They are experienced mortgage bankers with Sierra Pacific who can guide you through every step of the process. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. See if a reverse mortgage is something that will work for you. It could be the exact solution you were hoping for. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. Hi, everybody. By the way, I was wrong. Elliot Ness was not FBI. I checked it out. He was the uh, Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco, I believe, and and the Treasury Department. But he was not strictly FBI. I'm only doing it because every piece of data I give to you, I insist be correct. Well, he died at age 54. Wow. And The Untouchables was the name of the movie, but... As far as kids were concerned, and adults, the FBI represented an organization that was completely apolitical and which fought on behalf of America against bad guys. They're now bad guys fighting against America. So I asked you a question, a thought question. I asked it to myself. For whom is this more painful? Young people who are aware of this or older people like me who knew a beautiful America? Not a perfect America. A beautiful America. An America wherein its agencies were filled with, as every every group will have its corrupt individuals, but it was generally speaking composed of people who wanted to help this country, not corrupt bastards who run every agency in Washington today. If Victor Davis Hansen sees the FBI as moving towards becoming the Stasi, East German secret police. Do you understand how serious this is? So I ask, who's it worse? Now, young people, speak to Julie, the 22-year-old wunderkind, remarkable, gifted, precious human being that I do a weekly podcast with, at the Salem Podcast Network, and it's you can watch it if you want. It's how to listen. You want to watch it? It's on YouTube. Dennis and Julie podcast. I beg you to have your young people watch it because they'll be hearing a twenty-two-year-old. And by the way, it's not even mostly about politics. We talk about a lot about life and ourselves, and it's very open. And it's and of course, America comes into it. So we were talking off the air, and she understands the degradation of the country because of the left, and it's very painful to her because she asks, what kind of future does she have? There's a country with political prisoners. Dr. Simone Gold is a political prisoner. This woman is a hero. She's sort of like Sakharov the great Russian dissenter who the Soviets kept under house arrest for for many, many years. 
Under Stalin, he would have been simply murdered, but uh, the later Soviet leaders closed Gulag and just put and just arrested you, or or in some cases put you in an in, insane asylum if you dissented. It's like the left here. The left does believe that a lot of us who supported Donald Trump when he was president are mentally ill. (laughs) Right. Those of us who believe that the human species comes in two sexes are are the sick ones. The ones who say men menstruate, they're, they're the healthy ones. Yep. In 2016, then-FBI Director James Comey announced that candidate Hillary Clinton was guilty of destroying subpoenaed emails, a likely felony pertaining to her tenure as Secretary of State. Yet he all but pledged that she would not be prosecuted, given her status as a presidential candidate. As far as targeting presidential candidates, Donald Trump was impeached in 2020 ostensibly for delaying military aid to Ukraine by asking Ukrainian officials to investigate more fully the clearly corrupt Biden family, given Joe Biden at the time was a likely possible presidential opponent. The FBI has devolved into a personal retrieval service for the incorrigible Biden family. A personal retrieval service. Right. PTS. It's suppressed for political purposes information surrounding Hunter Biden's missing laptop on the eve of the 2020 election. Previously, the FBI never pursued Hunter's fraudulently registered firearm, his mysterious foreign income, his felonious crack cocaine use, or his regular employment of foreign prostitutes. Yet in a pre-dawn raid, just before the 2020 election, the FBI targeted the home of journalist James O'Keefe on grounds someone had passed him the lost and lurid diary of Ashley Biden, Biden's wayward daughter. At various times, the Stasi style, the FBI has publicly shackled Trump economic advisor Peter Navarro, swarmed the office of Trump's legal counsel Rudy Giuliani, and sent a SWAT team to surround the house of Trump ally Roger Stone. Meanwhile, terrorists and cartels walk with impunity across an open border. Well... FBI Director Christopher Wray last week cut short his evasive testimony before Congress. He claimed he had to leave for a critical appointment, only to use his FBI Gulfstream luxury jet to fly to his favorite vacation spot in the Adirondacks. Wray took over from disgraced interim FBI Director Andrew McCabe. The latter admitted lying repeatedly to federal investigators and signed off on a fraudulent FBI FISA application. He faced zero legal consequences. You should get the article. We'll put it up at uh, DennisPrager.com. He ends that the agency has become dangerous to Americans and an existential threat to their democracy and rule of law. 
the FBI should be dispersing its investigatory responsibilities to other government investigative agencies that have not yet lost the public trust. I would invite David on, David, uh, Victor David Hansen, Davis Hansen, sorry. I would invite him on just to ask him what other agencies have not yet lost the public trust. My friends, it is no time to despair. Despair is a sin. Be happy and fight. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. Hello everybody, Dennis Prager here. One of the most important voices in the country is Daniel Henninger. Dan Henninger is on the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal, perhaps the single most important daily page produced in the United States, both the opinion and the editorial pages of the Wall Street Journal. I read him regularly. So, uh, Dan, I have a, uh, I have a thesis about you. <laughs> You, you, and, and um, I'm well aware, I'm not, I'm not giving you divine qualities or characteristics of God, but I'm comparing you, there is a description of God, and I know it because I'm writing my Bible commentary and it's very much in the forefront of my mind, slow to anger. You strike me as slow to anger. And I picked up on your column today that you're angry. Am I right on, in both counts? On both counts, you are, Dennis. You are right on both counts, uh, for sure. Uh, on the first one, slow to anger. Um, you know, I have been uh, with the editorial page, the Wall Street Journal, for a long time, and uh, this means putting out a daily editorial page, six days a week, opinions about what is going on around us, mostly in politics, and. You know, one doing that, one develops a respect for the institutions of the United States. One, one develops the belief that those institutions need to be preserved and protected. They simply can't be banged and slammed uh, without limit, without cracking. And uh, so my inclination is to try to at least defend them uh, in, 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 in theory. And what I wrote... Uh, in my column this week is that I think we are getting to the point where uh, because of things like uh, an FBI raid on the residence of the 45th president of the United States, uh, those people who 
do believe that they are in opposition or they are being uh, attacked by what they call Washington, the swamp, the regime, the deep state. Um, it's becoming, unfortunately, Dennis, more and more difficult to argue or suggest to these people that uh, there is some uh, aspect in which these institutions need to be preserved because they are indeed going so far as to discredit themselves. And one doesn't want to simply make arguments that uh, no one is going to believe. And unfortunately, I think that is what is happening uh, with this FBI raid of Donald Trump's residence. People are beginning to simply throw in the towel on our institutions. Well, let me give you an example. I have no doubt you're aware of this wonderful thinker, Victor Davis Hanson. He writes today that the FBI is descending into the status of the Stasi of, of East Germany. Right. I mean, um, that, that's incredible. He, he's another man who is not a flamethrower. He, he, in that sense, he's, he's very similar to you. Well, yeah. I mean, people are coming up with uh, these extreme metaphors one would never expect to have been associated with the United States, such as that we are a banana republic, we're Venezuela. Um, I... I am most troubled, uh, Dennis, by the idea that what one what might have considered responsible Democrats and Democratic officials don't understand what's going on, uh, but they don't. Attorney General Merrick Garland, former federal judge, uh, just wind the tape back several weeks, Dennis, to the demonstrations that were taking out place in front of Justice Fred uh, Kavanaugh's home and Justice Alito's home. We saw those images. We saw the groups walking by with their tom-toms, screaming, yelling. Uh, Kavanaugh had a very small front lawn. And Attorney General Garland did nothing to stop that. Uh, it was really quite repellent. So it isn't just Donald Trump that is being targeted uh, by the Democrats and uh, their hyper-partisanship. It's even the Supreme Court. We saw that with the Dodd decision. So we're in, we're in pretty deep water, Dennis. There's no, there's no question about it. I opened my show today by asking, who is this tougher for? Those of us who are older and knew America as a wonderful, essentially, I mean, there's always corruption. Humans are, are human. But generally speaking, not corrupt in, in its primary institutions or the young people who are aware of what's going on and think, what kind of future do they have in this country? I don't know who it's worse for. Those of us who knew it better, and those of us who are pessimistic about their futures. you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. And I think I would refer to a column that I wrote, I think it was last week, which, uh, believe it or not, was called The Conservative Case for Optimism. And there are good things going out there in the going on out there in the All right. Tell, tell me they, that, Dan, tell me that as soon as we return. I, I, this is... All right. I, I, you know, this, we'll do. this is thank you so much. He understands talk radio exists in America because there are people who support it through commercials. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. It's a devastating column. Must have been tough to write for Dan Henninger, who's written a, a tremendous number of columns for the Wall Street Journal. And it's difficult because he loves this country and to write what he wrote. 
is tough. I know it because I have the same exact experience. So I asked uh, Dan Henninger, who's back on with me, who's it tougher for? I, I raised this question earlier. Those of us old enough to remember a much, much better and and kinder and honorable America in terms of its institutions, or young people who think, what kind of future do they have? So you were saying, you wrote a column, The Case for Conservative Optimism, so take it away. Sure, Dennis. Uh, Yeah, I think um, we have been through over two very difficult years in the United States, largely driven by the pandemic. I mean, when you have a pandemic of this magnitude with so many closures, it has to have an effect on the way people think about themselves and their country. And I think at bottom, what most of the public is thinking now is they really want the system to work again. And a couple of examples occurred to me. One, rampant crime across the United States, uh, affecting city after city after city. Well, what just happened in San Francisco? Uh, the residents of San Francisco recalled its progressive prosecutor, Chase Boudin. Uh, Dennis, there are not enough conservatives in San Francisco to make that happen. It had to be a lot of liberals and left and center people who decided they had had enough. George Gascon in Los Angeles, another progressive prosecutor, over 700,000 people have signed a petition to initiate a recall against him. And as my colleague, Kim Strassel, wrote in one of her columns recently, these actions, votes against progressive prosecutors have indeed been taking place in states across uh, the country. My second point was the schools. The closure of the schools during the pandemic, the shutdown by the teachers unions, was an event that really opened a lot of parents' eyes. It affected all of them simultaneously. And as we know, parents in many places are trying to take back control of their schools. That's why Glenn Youngkin was elected uh, governor in Virginia. And uh, as important, it's why in that election last year in New Jersey, uh, Republican Jack Chitterelli came within an eyelash of defeating the incumbent Bill Murphy. There were lawsuits filed by towns all over New Jersey, Dennis, by parents in Democratic towns filing lawsuits against their school boards to reopen the schools. People want the system to work at bottom. And despite all the political rancor that we deal with these days, because the endless attacks on institutions, I have some confidence that given the chance, the American people with their votes will uh, cast their support for protecting those institutions and making the system work. It isn't working too well right now. But I think a lot of people out there want to make the effort to uh, to rehabilitate these very important institutions. So, uh, I I am not as optimistic as you, uh, and I tell my listeners it's irrelevant to me whether people are optimistic or pessimistic. It's only relevant to me whether they fight. The guys who stormed right. Normandy Beach were not optimistic, but they stormed Normandy Beach. I use them as my model all the time. So here is the reason, in a, my, the, the large macro reason why uh, I'm not optimistic doesn't mean anything in terms of my behavior. I fight harder and harder no matter what. But you, you're pointing out these recalls. It doesn't have legs, in my opinion, because 
almost none of the people recalling Gascon or or Buttigieg, whatever I you know, always forget that name uh, in San Francisco, or, or any of these uh, awful humans who are d- district attorneys or prosecutors, they don't say, "Oh, the problem is the left, the non-liberal left." They say it's that individual. So there's no larger movement possible to correct the country. If one doesn't understand the left is the issue, the Democrats, therefore, are the issue, the mainstream media are the issue, then it's irrelevant if they recall a district attorney or a prosecutor here or there. That's my take. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in some ways, it's difficult to argue with you. For sure, we're having a demonstration case study of that here in New York City, where Eric Adams was a elected mayor of the city. He was elected on an anti-crime platform. Uh, if you looked at the neighborhoods who voted for him, it was all of the poorest, most embattled neighborhoods in Manhattan, Harlem, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Queens. Uh, nonetheless, four of the boroughs uh, have uh, four of the five boroughs have progressive prosecutors. And they cannot be recalled. Eric Adams does not control them. They can only be fired by the governor. And so they persist with their policies. And those of us who live here in the city are aware that awful crimes are committed against often innocent people day after day. And I think where this is going, Dennis, is that ultimately will vote with their feet. There is a migration taking place out of these cities run by Democrats into the southeast, into the southwest, into states run by uh, Republican governors. And I do understand the problem there. Texas is experiencing it. Often these people take their politics with them. Yeah, That's yeah. a challenge. That, ha- that has to be dealt with. But nonetheless, there is a migration taking place out of California, states like Illinois and New York. And that is pretty much the only option people have. As, as by the way, taking them out of schools. I have one more quick question. You ended your column by noting Mitch McConnell's silence with regard to the raid of the ex-president Donald Trump. Can you expound on that? Well, I think I was suggesting that, um, you know, Trump, others have raised the problem of the swamp. Uh, the deep state uh, in Washington. Mitch McConnell's been in Washington a long time. And this is a valid point, that the problem of the the, uh, inbred community in Washington has been there a long time. And I think Republicans, whether it's Mitch McConnell or all the other... All right, all right, hold it there. That's very, very important. We just have one more segment, if you can stay. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, everybody, welcome back to the show. If it's not back, welcome to an important first hour. It was entirely on the breakdown of the FBI, the national institutions of this country. Victor Davis Hanson compares the FBI to the East European Communist Security Agencies, and it is apt. I compare Simone Gold, this remarkable heroic doctor who's in prison as a political prisoner of the democratic communist regime in this country, terms I never used before. She is, uh, uh, she is analogous to me to Andrei Sakharov, the dissident under the communist regime in the Soviet Union. This is the state of the left. I'm, unlike most conservatives, I am not surprised. Knowing the left very, very well, it was my field of study, communist affairs. It was called six in the entire six or seven in the entire Columbia University majored in communist affairs. I know it because the advanced colloquium or seminar on communist affairs, we sat around a one table in Zbigniew Brzezinski's office. He became the national security advisor to, to Jimmy Carter, and he was my instructor. He was the overseer of the Russian Institute of the School of International Affairs that I attended for graduate work. I never, this is what I never thought. I never thought that what I learned about communism would be applicable to the United States. It didn't, it dawned upon me. Fighting the Democratic Party is akin to fighting the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. And, of course, your liberal relatives will scoff at you, not just your leftist relatives, because they live in the state of denial. It is too painful to know that your life has been devoted to a crappy cause. It is. It's too painful. Most people don't rethink it. My life has been devoted to Judeo-Christian values, which are actually deeper than Columbia University, and to American values, e pluribus unum, in God we trust, liberty. I don't have anything to apologize for. I don't have to face the God that failed, that any decent liberal or leftist would have to face. The God that failed. The nonsense that they believed in. Bigger government is not a threat to liberty, God is unnecessary for a, a prosperous, morally prosperous civilization. And all these basic ideas, oh, we know better. And the ultimate belief of every single leftist that they are morally superior to essentially everyone who lived before them, including Washington, Jefferson, Madison, Lincoln, you name it. It must be wonderful to be a leftist because you think so highly of yourself. 
You are a moral giant among pygmies. Actually, they are the moral pygmies, though. Every day I think, how can I inspire more people to fight? And I don't know how successful I am. I don't. I don't even know how you count success in this matter. If, if I touched 100,000 people, is that a success? If I touched a million people, is that a success? There are 330 million Americans. There are 7 billion people on earth. What's a success? I don't think of my success. Think of what I have to do. That's it. I want to go to bed every night thinking I have fought as best as I could so that the guys who died at Normandy Beach didn't die in vain. Think about that all the time. If the left wins, every body buried in Normandy Beach died in vain. Sobering thought. It should be a sobering thought. Keep that in mind. So, I've covered uh, the, uh, and I continue, I will continue. I th- it might be a watershed moment, I hope it is, the invasion of the home of a former president. No one is above the law. When they say that, I want to regurgitate. It is nausea-inducing. Hillary Clinton was not above the law. Oh, God, it's painful. All these, uh, all these Democratic leaders who lied to us, along with the New York Times and Washington Post, for two years about Russian collusion. They're not above the law. Yep. Nearly 2,000 New York Police Department cops are quitting New York Post before getting full pensions. A 71% jump from 2021, and there was a jump then. The New York Police Department is still hemorrhaging cops. Ever-growing exodus figures show 2,465 police officers have filed to leave the department this year. That, that's only August. 42% more than the 1731 who exited in the same time last year. More disturbing is the fact that the number of cops hanging up their holsters early before reaching 20 years for a full pension has skyrocketed 71% this year from the year before. 1,098 in, in, uh, from 641. The uh, chief of the uh, department, let's see, who are they quoting here? Lynch, you know, the New York Police Department. Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Lynch. This exodus is the result of cops in the prime of their careers deciding they have had enough. The NYPD should stop trying to explain this staffing crisis away, admit there's a problem, and help to fix it. Being New York's finest, that's how the New York Police Department has been called since I grew up in New York, has lost its luster for many of the rank and file who have endured anti-cop hostility, bail reform, rising crime, and the city's vaccination mandate 
currently on pause. Yep. They should move to places that respect the police. And they are. Many of them are doing that. I said 25 years ago, the North saved the Union in the 19th century and the South will save it in the 21st. Well, if we're saved, it'll be the South that saves it. Be very interesting if the South and North finally did break up. The massive movement of people who love liberty take God seriously, take take self-restraint seriously, take respect for parents and teachers and police seriously. They move south. It's hard to see why that won't happen. I hate talking this way. I'd move. I live in a city ruined by the left, a state ruined by the left. City as well, but state, California. To which you can totally appropriately ask, why do I stay here? Because there are too many people I love here. That's why. There are 8 million Republicans in California. It's a tiny fraction, but it's the largest number of any state. I don't feel alone here at all. Those of you who don't live in California would find that remarkable. You are alone if you're if you believe in American middle class Judeo-Christian values in Manhattan. You are alone. But you're not alone in California. I do not feel alone at all. I feel that I live in a place that is deliberately being rendered a cesspool. Remember what the devil in Goethe's Faust says. We need to destroy all that exists. That was Marx's motto. It's the motto of the Democratic Party. We return. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I read a lot of stories for the show every day. A lot. And a lot just to know what's going on in America and the world. Many I never report to you for whatever reason. Here's one I didn't. And you probably don't even know about this story. There are many like it, I presume. But it haunted me. It's from July 20th. So I've had it on my desk here for 11 and 11, 22 days, three weeks, thinking, oh, I'll probably never mention it, but it's haunted me. And I looked up and they, they, there's no report of the murderer in this case having been caught. So here's the stories reported in the Daily Mail. An Oregon father of two was shot and killed by a BMW driver on his way home from the beach after accidentally splashing windshield wiper fluid on the killer's car. 
I, I get I, I guess you got that right man had the the wiper fluid shoot up onto his windshield to clean it some of the water went to this BMW whose driver then shot to death the man who cleaned his windshield Dennis Anderson, 45, a father of two teenage girls and a stepson, was out in Lincoln City last week with his partner of 18 years, Brandy Goldsberry, when they were targeted by an unidentified man riding a black BMW 3 series car. The Oregonian reported, Goldsberry, 46, said the BMW was trying to pass them just as Anderson sprayed wiper fluid on his windshield, some of which she said may have gotten on the other car, infuriating the driver. The three series passed them without issue. They believed. But shortly afterwards, the couple spotted the car parked on the side of the road and were horrified to see it begin chasing them as they drove past. Goldsberry said the sports car's driver pursued them along Highway 18 and began firing shots, eventually striking Anderson. The last thing that Dennis said was, Oh my God, they shot me. By the time I got to him, blood was coming out of his mouth. So I've looked it up, and apparently maybe some of you in Oregon would know is is this man has this man thus far gotten away with this? Why do I tell you this story? The amount it seems to me just perusing the news every day that the uh, the number of anger murders, random anger murders is greater than ever. We are used horribly to to gang violence, to intra-family violence, robbery violence. But there seems to be an increase in just random violence. That the number of really angry, bad people has increased. I may be wrong. This, this may be an, an outlier, an isolated instance, but it, it obviously has not struck me as such. Is this a sense that you have? There are more angry people walking around than ever before. Now, I have anger. I have anger at what the left is doing to America, but it, it it's not the anger I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about a non-directed e- anger even. Just angry. I'm not an angry person. I'm a happy dude. I'm a, I'm a happy person who has anger at evil. I'm proud of that. I don't need to defend it. But that's not what I mean. I mean just generally angry. He was dissed. 
Guy's driving a Mercedes BMW Series 3 sports car. Not a poor chap. I got sprayed by washer fluid. Not even I, my car. I will murder the human being who drove the car that did that. Boy, do I hope this person is caught. If you're a listener in Oregon, has this, has this uh, stayed in the news at all? God. Imagine telling the daughters, the teenage girls, the stepson, dad was murdered today by a driver. The state of disbelief that these people had to enter. My dad was murdered by someone he doesn't even know, someone who didn't want to rob him even. You have no idea how passionately I believe in the death penalty. Let me say that I personally would be honored to pull the switch on the electric chair that executed this man. It would be an honor. Not only a moral duty, I would be honored to do so, and I would, without any problem, then go to dinner. Some people lose the right to live. I don't understand the notion that you have an infinite right to live. I don't understand it religiously. It's certainly not based in the Bible, and you can make up any religion you want. But do you know one of the only laws given in the book of Genesis? One of the only. All the laws of the first five books and all the laws of the Bible are in the first five books are in the second, third, fourth, and fifth. Genesis has very few. When God creates the world, God says, whoever spills the the blood of a man, by man shall his blood be spilled, because in the image of God, man was created. We cheapen human life by keeping every murderer alive. Some murderers should be kept alive. I acknowledge that. Not this guy. On a clear day. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Zach in Henderson, South Carolina. Hello. Hey, Dennis. How you doing today? Thank you. Well. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I love your show, man. Um, I've been noticing the same thing like you were talking about. There's been a bunch of road rage incidents you know, involving firearms. Uh, we had one in Greenville, South Carolina, um, a couple months ago. Guys, road rage incident. I'm flying up beside the guy on Interstate 85, pulled a weapon out, started, you know, pointing at him. Luckily, that guy was smart enough to have his own gun and pulled and fired and actually killed that guy. Uh, unfortunately, killed the guy, but he did defend himself and was not a victim of some of this awful road rage. I, I don't even understand how killing a human being is worth over road rage. That's amazing. So the guy, explain that to me now. The, the guy, why did the original shooter shoot at the innocent man? See, I'm not 
quite sure. I think he was trying to scare him, you know, showing the weapon. Um, what, what prompted it? The innocent did, guy wasn't having did, it. <laughs> was it washer fluid? Or what, what, what prompted it? Um, I think it was over speed, going too slow on the interstate, or being in the uh-huh. left lane. It was something, something dumb like Well, that. if everybody um, going too slow on, on interstates were shot, we would lose half our population. <laughs> we wouldn't have no drivers. Um, but that's, you know, people need to def- defend themselves. Go get a weapons permit. Take a class if you're not comfortable. There's a lot of people scared of guns. They shouldn't be scared of them. They should just well, it doesn't matter if you're scared of guns. You should be more scared of bad correct. people with guns than you should of guns. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Hmm. I learned in third grade. I'm sure I learned it in third grade, and it was repeated every year my yeshiva education till 19. Half the day, Judaic studies in Hebrew, half the day, secular studies in English. So I am immersed in this stuff. Every, every kid who goes to such a school learns the Talmudic phrase, who is the strong man? The one who conquers his urge. I told you, I was taught to fight me. That, that's the basic message, a basic message of Judaism and Christianity. You have a flawed nature and you have to fight it and refine it. Whatever term you want to use then, use for the glory of God, to help mankind, whatever, uh, it doesn't matter to me. In the secular world, the world of no wisdom you learn to fight the country, not yourself. I'm Dennis Prager. Awful institution, in certainly in major urban centers, known as the public school, and in some cases, private schools. In many cases, private schools. That would change the country in a moment. Because if you don't send your kid to the school, they don't get paid for it. That is the that is the, the message that could work overnight. In the meantime, if you still keep your kid there, or if you homeschool your kid, we have a program at PragerU for kids that is really healthy. It's wholesome. It's happy. It's informative, and running this whole program is Jill Simonian, Director of Outreach for PragerU Kids, and she is well known to a lot of the kids of this country. I want to welcome Jill to the show. How are you, Jill? I'm great. Hi, Dennis. Jill, it is incredible what has been done. How long are you with PragerU? Okay, so I have been officially with PragerU for about a year and a half, a little over a That's year and a all? half. That's all? That's it. That's it. I, I started in January 2021, and we had zero children's shows, and I met with Marissa, our uh, fearless CEO, and she said, we got to start creating children's shows, and so we started uh, thinking of what kinds of uh, entertaining programs would be educational for children to teach them our values, our history, our love for America. 
We are not political. We don't want to be political with kids. And we just started, you know, pedal to the metal and we just started going. And we now have, I think it's close to 200 shows, books, magazines for children, kindergarten through 12th grades. Uh, we can't do any of this without our troop suppliers. We are the troops and we are so thankful for all of our troop suppliers, all of the donations that keep these programs going. But it's it's been a joy and it's been a real calling to um, to to be a part of this, to, to do to do this program with our whole PragerU Kids team. So let me tell my, my listeners the biggest single request among people who have supported PragerU just, or even just watch, which is a form of support, was we need stuff for little kids. That was the big, we learned it from people, the big gap. Because to watch our videos that we produce every week, I think you have to be, I'd say 11 years old, maybe some 10 or 9 year olds could, could follow some of it. And we didn't have anything for them. So we now have two over 200. What, what exact? Give an example of what we produce. Okay, so we've got for kindergartners and our younger learners, we have a story time show called Otto's Tales, all about, you know, featuring, of course, a, a, a character version of the famous Otto from Fireside Chats, which is a lot of fun. The story time show teaches our values, honesty, responsibility. We have a craft show that teaches uh, moments in American history. Uh, we're actually going to be filming one about George Washington crossing the Delaware River, which is going to be uh, at, at one of our episodes in December. We have a travel time travel show, animated show called Leo and Layla that takes uh, children through different times in history to meet influential figures. Uh, we have a fun how-to series that teaches life skills and values for our middle school crowd. We have a, to be honest, history series that teaches uh, historical uh, moments and um, uh, uh, historical times for our middle school crowd. We have digital magazines uh, that are free. All of this is free on our website, by the way, at PragerUKids.com. And, and the most remarkable thing is right now we have about 15 minutes of shows per age group every week and what we're trying to do what our goal is for the end of the year is to get to two hours of shows per age group every single week and we really have made leaps and bounds and uh, like i said before it is just it's it's such a remarkable hopeful thing when you have the donors and the fans who are sending you messages saying thank you thank you thank you for this because this is wholesome this is wholesome programming that i can show my kids on our tv and i'm not worried about any leftism or age inappropriate things like gender identity you know because everything now is compromised from disney to netflix to cartoon network we're none of that and we're giving parents and teachers hope um for, so for this is good if kids. your kid is at a public school or right or a private school uh, or yeah. if they're homeschooled for any kid it's for any kid it's for any kid i mean my kids used to be at a once beloved once stellar public school uh but now they are not they're in a uh education alternative as i like to call it which is a private classical school that teaches american values in history but i show my kids our videos all the time and they say can we watch tv i said yeah you can watch uh prager you kids 
And they, you know, and, and quite frankly, my 10 year old is sort of the inspiration for a lot of the shows that we are producing because all of us here with children, we, we test run these show concepts on our own children and say, do you like it? Is it fun? Because we want it to be educational, but we also want it to be entertaining. Um, and we're finding that children really are excited to watch what we're putting out and that's what that's what makes it so fulfilling because they are going to learn our history if it is entertaining prageryoukids.com yes yes you can subscribe and get everything in your inbox for free we also have our autos tales books for purchase now and some of our magazines for purchase on our website for anyone interested in doing that but our videos and to be a part of PragerU kids is free to subscribe and of course, we always are grateful, grateful for all of the all of the people who contribute to keep these shows going because we have big goals ahead. So I want <laughs> I want my my listeners to understand. I want you folks to understand. I, if I may be personal for a moment, I don't only lament the crisis of the West and of America specifically. I have tried to do something about it, and we are doing something about it. We have a billion views a year. Now we're touching, we're touching so many people. Do you know that the New York Times a few weeks ago had a an article, a front page piece on Elon Musk, and in, in the in one of the opening paragraphs, it said, "Elon Musk sounds like he's watching PragerU videos." Front page New York Times. They they're going crazy at our influence on people. The whole the wholesome influence. The left hates anything wholesome. This is fundraising month for PragerU, and this week anything you give is doubled. You can't lament and not help. You don't help us. Help 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 another organization that's helping the country. But you've got to you you've got to help. It's doubled what you give this week. PragerU.com, 833-PRAGERU. Is my dear Jill still there? I'm here. So, Jill, this is news to me, because I can't keep up with everything PragerU does. You are going to go to two hours a week? Is that what you said? That's what our goal is. The end of this year, we want to get to two hours of children's shows per age category every week it's a big goal i'm not gonna lie when we when we all talk well, about so it that's a hundred hours a year you do math a lot quicker than i do in my head math is not my forte but yeah if you say so <laughs> yeah well 50 times two yeah so it, yeah. it's they will really have a life-filling world at prager you little kids it's true it's true. And, and you know, we, we often say save America, but parenting, good parenting is more important today. And I, you've said this too, Dennis, how many times, but good parenting That's is right. the most important thing. Well, all right. Let me just say okay. you, you are a godsend to this country <laughs> and to PragerU. Thank God for Jill Simonian. Tell me if I'm wrong. What a Prager 776 talking to you last hour about the rage in America, talking about this case in Oregon that's three weeks ago yesterday, and I never reported it to you.
but it has uh, it has haunted me. Guy, it turns out he they, his identity is twenty five years old, under twenty five. Some wiper fluid, washer fluid, got onto his car apparently, so he shot dead. He waited till the car caught up with him, then and then he shot dead. The 45-year-old driver, father of three. What produces such human beings? Well, I'll tell you one thing that does. Not being taught that the most important thing is to control your instincts. This, The society, because of secular stupidity, which is redundant. There's no wisdom in secular institutions. There are secular individuals with wisdom because they've inherited it from the Judeo-Christian world. Name me a secular institution with wisdom. Yale? Columbia? Berkeley? You realize that the stupidest institutions of the society are all the most radically secular universities? You think there's a correlation? Hmm, it's like asking, is there a correlation between cold and frostbite? Seems to be that, uh, seems to me, and it seems to be that there is. So this stupid society decided on a self-esteem movement, not a self-control movement. In a nutshell, I got a lot of nutshells for you, in a nutshell... That's what went wrong. Self-esteem, not self-control. Yes, that's it. If I had to summarize the issue in one sentence, that would be it. What was it, the 70s? And, of course, it came from California, the center of idiocy in America. Well, it's, that's, I take that back. California is really challenged by New York City and Massachusetts for overarching stupidity. An anti-intellectual, irrational approach to life. I, if, you're, if you're interested more in your child's self-esteem than in your child's self-control, you might be raising a monster. Well, you're definitely raising a narcissist. I knew from the day it was announced the self-esteem movement was stupid, was counterproductive and destructive. I even interviewed John Vasconcelos, the state senator in California who initiated the movement. Raised Catholic, rejected religion because he was too sophisticated for it. That's what people who reject religion think. That's not for me. I'm sophisticated. Yeah, that's exactly how they think. I see all the attacks on me and on PragerU on the Internet. I don't see all of them, but I see many. They really have contempt for me in advocating God's existence. More than anything else, this really bugs them. That I believe in the, what is it? The... uh, 
There's something in, in, in the sky. I forgot the term that they use. They feel so brilliant because they can dismiss religion. It's, it's so, it's, it's, it's so pathetic. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, all these thinkers, what fools they were. These, the new secular morons, they are the wise ones of our age. They believe men menstruate. That's wisdom. Get it? Biological men can and should compete against women in women's sports. That's secular wisdom. Hmm. Okay. Indeed. Let me see here. I gave you the New York. I told you about the police leaving. The other day I told you about how AARP is hurting old, uh, or all the older people. Went through went through a lot of stuff here. Because there is so much, and the thing that I know what happens is people forget. People forget how how much they hear. Because they hear so much, you do, I do. That's why I debate, do I repeat something? It's a piece on Merrick Garland in Town Hall by Larry O'Connor. Turns out to be a, a very petty, vindictive loser. Boy, was I, I fooled, I admit it. When he was nominated by Barack Obama to the Supreme Court, I knew he was a lefty, but I thought he might have some depth, that he might even be a man of character. As he puts it here, whatever Biden, the Democrats, and their special interests overlords demanded, Merrick Garland was quick to comply. You want parents investigated? You got it. You want extra investigations into new voting laws in Republican states? We'll double our investigative staff. You want hundreds of Trump supporters arrested for, quote, illegal parading on January 6th to languish in jail for over a year before they get a court date? Done. You want midnight raids on advisors to the president to intimidate them into testifying to the January 6th Kangaroo Committee? You didn't even have to ask. You want Bannon arrested and convicted? No problem. Any chance this petty little vindictive man had to use his department as a political tool to punish the enemies of the American left, he took. And it all led to the Banana Republic's cosplay in West Palm Beach, Florida. We return. Yes, it'd it be doubled, by the way, this week. We're fighting. Help the fighters, folks, please, for the country's sake. Not for my sake. For the country's sake. PragerU.com, 833-PragerU. The last point that I made, I'm not going not gonna to work on right now. I just want to repeat it, though. We went from teaching children to have self-control to teaching them to have self-esteem. And if I could summarize the, the tragedy of the last 50 years, 60 years, that would be it. Secular world produces idiocy. The self-esteem movement is an example. 
all standards are shattered in this in the uh, in the secular world all of them New York Times chief music critic says we should get rid of the blind auditions for orchestras where musicians play behind a curtain so you can't see their color, their sex, anything. You just hear how well they play an instrument. And he wants to get rid of that. You don't choose the best musician, you choose the black musician. Black musician may well be the best musician, but that's not how he's chosen or she is chosen. The word standards is a dirty word on the left. The following story is actually almost funny. It's so it's so sick. New York City, which produces a disproportionate amount of rot in this country. Its mayor, who's a gigantic fool, Eric Adams, threatens retaliation deeply contemplating busing New Yorkers to Texas. So New York City says it's a sanctuary, I guess the state is even, sanctuary city for people who come into the country illegally. So the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, has decided to take them up on it and fly or bus people from Texas who've come in illegally to New York City. You're a sanctuary city, here they are. Give them sanctuary. This is ticking off the fool. Well, he's a Democrat, so it is definitional. It's not meant to be an insult. Name me a non-fool Democrat. I would have said Joe Manchin, uh, but I can't believe that he got suckered in. It's painful for this horrible lie of the, the uh, what is it, inflation reduction bill. Of three quarters of a trillion dollars, is it? Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. That's what it is. Even uh, Kristen Cinema has on occasion demonstrated courage. But, but by and large, t- to be a Democratic politician today is to willfully hurt this country. Eric Adams is an example, the mayor of New York City, deeply contemplating busing New Yorkers to Texas to knock on doors in retaliation for Governor Greg Abbott sending busloads of illegal immigrants to the sanctuary city of New York. I already called all of my friends in Texas and told them how to cast their vote, he said. Oh. Like they were contemplating voting for Governor Abbott. They needed a call from the Democratic mayor of New York City. I don't even understand that. It doesn't matter. I am deeply contemplating taking a busload of New Yorkers to go to Texas and do some good old-fashioned door knocking because we have to for the good of America. We have to get him out of office. (laughs) I, I hope they do. I want New Yorkers to go and knock on Texans' homes and say, Hi, I'm from New York, and I'm here to try to persuade you to 
not vote or not to vote for Governor Abbott. (laughs) I hope they send thousands of New Yorkers to Texas to do that. Uh, And I want to video the responses of, of Texans. Listen, there are a lot of Democrats in Texas. They'll say, oh, what a joy to have a New Yorker knock on my door. We're kindred spirits, us Texans in Austin. That that would be a, a, a hoot. He's going to send New Yorkers to knock on doors in Texas. I think that's a great response. And Governor Abbott, you just keep sending illegal immigrants to New York City. He should be thrilled to have them. Doesn't the left tell us they are net assets to the country? Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.